Hey everyone, this is Ashley Hunter. I am honored to be able to teach a men and a women's marriage repair workshop with Life Changing Services. In these workshops, we practice the skill of marriage and we learn tools to help our relationships. I'm excited to share this clip with you from one of our discussions. I taught my, she's now 10 and it took us like three years to learn how to ride a bike. We started around seven and she couldn't get it and couldn't get it, couldn't get it. We kept trying, kept trying. She fell so many times. And every time she would fall, big breakdown, big thing, right? And my words to her were always, okay, you can be done, that's fine, but we're gonna ride the bike into the house. I'll hold on, we're just not gonna let the bike win. We're not gonna let it beat you. You're gonna get back on and I'll hold it and we'll ride the bike into the house. So that was always my rule. We can be done whenever you're ready to be done, but we ride the bike back to your house. And um, she got all these cuts and scrapes and bruises and she went from a helmet to like helmet, elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards, like full on protection going into this mode. It took so many tries and so many falls. We had our neighbors with the day that she learned how to ride a bike come out and be like, we've been watching you for years and you got it. And so proud of her because she fell so many times. So if I'm Satan and I'm watching her fall, what am I going to say to her? The first time she falls, what am I going to say if I'm Satan? What tactic am I going to use? Give up. It's You're getting too hurt. You'll never be able to get it. There's You're not going to succeed. Your mom just wants you to fall and scrape your knee. <laughs> not truth, but <laughs> that's what Satan would say. Uh-huh. Trying to turn you two against each other. Yeah. When we're going on year two, we've been trying for a long time to learn how to ride this bike and there's still just falling happening what's satan gonna say is he gonna go oh they've been trying for a while i should back off what's he gonna do i can tie this back to what i what he's doing to me he's like there is no hope there's no hope how much longer are you going to waste your time trying to learn to ride this bike or to fix this marriage it's a waste of your time move on you don't need this in your life. You don't need to learn how to ride a bike. You don't need this marriage in your in your life. Go find something else to occupy your time. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's that's probably the the great deception there is it's it's not worth putting forth any more effort into riding the bike or staying in the marriage. Yeah. You made the jump. Good job. Today's talk is about considering entering season one and the entire lesson is on failure. The whole thing, everything in lecture 13 of marriage repair is on failure and how the idea of entering season one is the truth that failure is going to happen. It's not going to work. It's not going to work the first time. It's not going to work the 30th time. It might be two years later and it's still not working, just like riding a bike. And when we try, because Satan's kind of a jerk, our first attempt is going to be so scary. We're we're going to feel so vulnerable. I don't want to be there. This wasn't safe for me, right? It's going to be really hard. So we're going to have to have already done all of these mental tricks to even have the courage to give it a shot. And then when it doesn't work, our brain goes, well, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> I had to prepare myself for all of this stuff and it ended up being even worse than I hoped it would be or even worse than I imagined it would be. And Satan's going to jump right on in there, just like he did when Christ was hungry, where he's like, it's a natural idea that you would be hungry after fasting. It's natural that you would be disappointed if the first interaction doesn't work out. So he's going to jump right on in there and say, oh, give up. That was too hard. I wrote down what you said. This is word for word what you said about the bike. Um, you're never going to get it. You'll never succeed. 
you know what? She probably just wants you to hurt. She just wants you to get hurt. That's what's happening here. She doesn't actually want you to succeed. She just wants you to get some bumps and scrapes and bruises. She just wants you to get hurt. And then after you battle all of those and you come back and you keep trying and you keep trying, and now it's been a matter of years and you're still just trying to learn how to ride this bike, just trying to get it. Satan doesn't go, well, it's been a while. They've been, they've been working pretty hard. I should probably give them a break. He just doubles down. He just doubles down with, there is no hope. How much more are you going to take? Why do you even stay here? Why are you doing this? Mm, you could go somewhere else, find the solution somewhere else. It's not even worth it. It's not worth this effort. It's not worth this pain. It's not worth the amount of preparation that it takes. It's not worth the amount of hurt that it causes. It's not worth it having to go over and over and over into season four and figure it out and try it again. It's not worth it. Why are we even trying? So what do we do? What do we got to do to get back on that bike? And I think that's part of our whole experience. Like we're reading right now about Moses and come follow me, right? Well, coming up in the next week, we're going to be learning about how Moses parts the Red Sea, that he opens an ocean. They walk through an ocean on dry ground. They get to the other side and then they wander for 40 years. Like you would think that on the other side was the promised land, but it was not. It took all of this other time. They're going to wander for 40 years. Or we look about, or we look at the story of the brother of Jared. They've left. They also had an exodus and they came to an ocean and they didn't part the ocean because I don't think many people come up to an ocean and think, I just need to move this water and we'll get through, right? So they, they stop at the ocean and they make their home right there on the beach and they're there for four years. And then the Lord goes, I never told you to stop walking. You were supposed to continue going across the ocean to get to the promised land. So they're told that they have to now get in these barges and the ocean's gonna push them and the barges are gonna have a hole on top and a hole on bottom so that when they need air, they can get air, which tells me they're not gonna know which way is up. They're gonna be tossing and turning in these waves tossing and turning in this ocean before they ever get to the promised land. I think quite often we go, okay, I've arrived. Promised land, here we go. I have repented. I have changed my ways. There we go. I've made it. And the reality is more often than not in the scriptures, what we see, what we learn about the pattern of how Heavenly Father answers us is there's this period, this waiting period, this traveling period, this hardship period of like, tossing and turning in the waves while we figure out what we're doing before we make it into the promised land. In the same way that riding a bike, we don't just go, today I'm going to ride a bike. And then we get on and we ride away. There's this period of falling, this period of getting hurt, of trying, of trying, of trying. And that's, I think that's part of the process that we're not supposed to have it immediately. But if you look now, I'm making an assumption. I assume you know how to ride a bike. So is riding a bike difficult? Is it hard to ride a bike? Now you can ride a bike, but that doesn't mean it takes any less work. You still have to know how to balance. You still have to know how fast to go to prevent you from falling over. You still have to know how to steer and you still have to know how to be able to do all of that simultaneously. It takes just as much effort now as it did when you were first learning. But because it's something that you already know how to do, it's something that you've practiced and you've practiced and you've practiced. You've gone through all of the tossing and turning that comes with learning it. Now you can do it. And so I love that you said perceived happy couples. Yes, we have no idea. We can make some assumptions that at least one in four are experiencing the same kind of path. But 
the ones that really are happy have learned the skills of marriage. And it's still just as hard. It still takes just as much effort, but they managed to get through all of the tossing, turning, tumbling parts and learn the skill and not decide that it's just too hard. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, there's something that resonated, or if you had any questions, you can register and join us for these workshops at lifechangingservices.com. Then click on Therapy Services and Marriage Repair Workshops. See you in class.